Welcome to the Calyrex Game Corner's Pokemon D&D campaign, featuring Jacob as Schmidt with his far-fetched Quacko, Melissa as Cindy with her Vulpix Soul Eater, Grace as Elodie with her Milsery Cabbage, and CJ as Gimli with his Roggenrola Trevor. My name is Rich, and I'm the Game Master, and this is Dunsparce and Drampa. We find ourselves in the aftermath of what was the Lily Cove Summer Festival. Uh, the four of you are kind of still recoiling from what happened. There was kind of a lot of action all at once. It seemed to be a spontaneous attack from an unknown evil team. As you gather your senses, you once again hear a police officer on a megaphone say, Please remain calm. All travel by sea and air, by vehicle or by Pokemon, is prohibited until further notice. A bunch of tourists are rushing around, checking with their loved ones. Uh, you witness... You're all pretty close to uh, Kmart, run by K. He also has had a pretty traumatic day. He lost his friend Pablo the Pichu. And so they rise out of hiding from behind their booth. With a face of defiance and and solemn duty, he, he declares to the public, Pablo, we've, we've been through a lot today, but the people in Pokemon need us more than ever. And he hands Pablo two copper wires, and Pablo makes a cheer and sparks up his cheeks, sends current through these wires, and there's a tiny little dinky neon open sign on the counter that lights up. It seems like he's open for business, and he's he's trying to help people who need goods from, from Kmart. Other merchants, unlike Kay and Pablo, are beginning to tear down out of fear and exhaustion. What would you like to do? I would probably go check on my grandparents. Okay, their booth is a little ways away, so you're going to start making movement. I will check in with everyone else's actions first. I think I want to do something in a similar vein, but they're probably a ways away. I was going to look for the people from my company to see if they're around, if everyone's okay. Sure. Do you go to the hotel where you last saw a bunch of them, or do you want to go to your company's booth? Probably the company's booth, because I think the hotel is a bit of a distance. Yep, okay. So this thing just happened? Like, there hasn't been any time afterwards yeah it's been a while for us but for your characters it's uh basically just ended the police are just kind of rounding things up schmidt has like a minor panic attack sure and then he'll probably call i don't know his mom or something just to be like hey i'm stuck here well would the hotel have a phone the hotel would have a computer a mail delivery service but personal okay. communication devices aren't that common no zoom on the computer <laughs> no zoom there might be Schmidt's probably check. at the hotel complaining about how there's no zoom on the computer. <laughs> okay. Back home they have zoom. Um, roll me perception. Uh, 15. At this hotel, there's two people now instead of one, and there's behind the booth, and there's just so many people at the desk who are either trying to get rooms because they can't leave, or they're trying to get refunds because they want to go home and they can get home some other means. Um, there's a huge line, it goes all the way out the door. Uh, the front desk person seems to be accompanied by who might be a concierge or a manager who is like pulling out all these forms, um, like maps and brochures and pamphlets. And there's people milling about who are trying to figure out what they're going to do now that A, they can't experience the festival and B, they can't go home if they're from far away. You hear some people discussing, hmm, well, like I heard that there's some pretty cool things that is in Mauville, which is the capital. And you see a trainer who's accompanied by a little monkey. Um, little monkey with a pig nose. He's having a chat with someone who's nearby. He says, I heard that they're allowing Pokemon trainers with six gym badges to return to their home region if they have a Pokemon capable of making the journey. 
And the the person who's who's with them will say, well, well, now that I'm stuck here, I think Bubs and I may as well take on the Hoenn gyms. Imagine having Kanto and Hoenn League badges. And then the Menki kind of cheers, and then they just kind of walk out of the area. There seems to be a whole bunch of miners in there, too, and they're murmuring about something, but you can't quite hear them. I'm probably going to ask Kay if he needs any help with anything, if there's anything I can do to help him. Kay says, oh, yeah, uh, I, I can't, again, I can't thank you enough for, for saving Pablo. I literally couldn't do this without him. And he kind of gestures to the sign, and he thinks that it's, like, super important that he has Pablo to, to light up the neon open sign. He, he says... Yeah. I know I gave you some premiere balls, and I'm really grateful for your help, but if there's anything else you'd like, I'd be happy to sell you stuff. I, I don't think there's really anything I need to buy right now. Well, do you think you're going to be here in Hoenn for a while? I suppose probably, since there's uh, no travel. Uh, well, if, if you're not from the area, which it sounds like you're not, I got a couple different maps you could consider. Uh, I, oh, I, yeah, I, sure. I got a map here and he holds one out and it's just like kind of a tan canvas with like line drawings. He's like, and this one's for 15 Poke dollars. And then he pulls out a, a more detailed one that has terrain. It has city names. It has like little stars. And it, it seems like it's divided up in quadrants around Mauville City. And he's like, and this one's for 50 Poke dollars if you'd like one or both. 50 is pretty expensive. I mean... We did save Pop. <laughs> yeah, roll a roll a persuasion. I feel bad doing this to this man. Is fidelity like really, like, yeah, charismatic, very charismatic. Yes. Um. No. All right. Well, I I already eighteen, so that's plus five then. So that's twenty three <laughs> plus three because I'm proficient uh, no. in persuasion. Yeah. So that's like a twenty six. Tries to keep his lip firm, and then he just exhales and says. Ugh. You're right. I couldn't. And again, he gestures to the rinky dink neon sign. He's like, I literally couldn't do this without Pablo. And he's like, here, I'll I'll cut you a deal. I'll give you either the more detailed map or I'll give you the simpler map and I will give you six of these cookies. And he pulls out a tray of cookies (laughs) and they're like they're little chocolate chip cookies. And he's like, Pablo made these. They're so good. Oh, heck yeah, I'm taking the, the dinky map and the cookies. All right, yeah, you, you take the dinky map and the cookies, and Pablo is delighted that you took some of his cookies that he made. <laughs> Cindy, you arrive yeah. at the location of your grandparents' berry-selling booth. Goji and Asai, your grandparents, and Poppy the Carnivine, who is making smoothies, are gone. They are not at their booth. The, the booth of berries is almost devoid of them. There's not really any in there. And it seems like that their till, where they were keeping all of their money, is gone. You find a photograph, a framed photograph. It was taken on the same day that you got your photograph that reminded you to come here in the first place. It's a picture of you as a kid. And you're wearing a party hat and hoisting up in the air. You're holding your beloved family's bell sprout. I'm going to ask you two improv questions. And if you don't have answers to them, that's fine. But okay. what is the name of the bell sprout? The family bell sprout. Pumpkin. Pumpkin. Excellent. What in month and day is Cindy's birthday? September something. <laughs> All right. It's September 16th. Um, so as you note with this photo that you remember Goji taking it and saying, smile, and you're holding up the bell sprout and the bell sprout pumpkin is just overjoyed written in the corner of this photograph are the numbers 9 slash 16 which is your birthday this photo was taken on your birthday and your grandparents are gone 
like suspiciously gone like they didn't leave because they packed up they just are gone it seems like if they packed up they probably would have torn down all of their stuff where it seems like just like all their stuff is just removed as well as they are hmm great cool i probably panic yeah that's fair you've had a terrible day um do you panic in place or do you panic to meet up with uh some new friends slash someone you've known for kind of a long time who is elodie I feel like panic in place for a little bit. Okay. And then be like, okay, now what do I do? And go find friends and be like, help okay. this situation. Excellent. We'll do that. Gimli, roll a perception. 16. You unfortunately face a similar fate. Cletus from Oma is not there, nor is Macargo, mm. which is strange because Macargo can't move very fast. There are two of your buddies from the Orber Mining Association. You walk up and they kind of they like they wave at you, but they have their heads down and they're having a really quiet conversation, which you can make out. One of them has like wild red hair and uh, the other one has long brown hair. And um, the red haired guy says, we've been searching the place up and down. Where could he be? All of this right after a permit was finally appealed by the Sino government to start mining the, the southern part of Mount Coronet. I don't think we'll be able to start hollowing out the hillside without Cletus. And they are just thinking about their predicament mm-hmm. now that they are stuck here. I'll probably try to join on the conversation. Sure. They say, uh, oh, <laughs> hey, Gimli, have, have you seen Cletus? No, I was just looking for him. Where, where is he? We, they we, will know. That's just it. We don't know. And, and they gesture to the booth and they say, all, like, goods are gone, too. All, all the geodes that we worked so hard to get, we don't know. We, there's no way he sold them that quickly. Right. Did anyone see him in the commotion? The red-haired one says, I was hiding. And, and the brown-haired one said, I was looking around for him, but I was on the other side of town. I, I just don't know what to say. I, I feel so bad. I hope he's okay. Oh, another person to look for. Uh. Yeah, and then the red-haired guy kind of looks at you, and he's like, oh, man, I, did, I forgot. You got two people to look for. Oh. Well, I know that we're all in this together. We're all going to be stuck here for a while. Uh, I was talking with the friends at the motel, and it seems like we all have kind of different plans. Some of us are just going to hang out here until the restrictions are lifted, but I think some of us have other plans, but we're going to hang out here for a while. You're welcome to hang out and grab a drink, but if you have other plans, and then uh, that is fine. But I, I know that you're on a bit of a mission, so we don't want to keep you up. Yeah, at this point, I, I might have to get moving, but I appreciate it. Knowing well, you're all here is give me some place to be grounded. So where do you go from here? Do you think you're going to go meet up with your new adventures yeah, or okay I think, I think honestly i'm gonna yeah try to get in touch with the cool the co-patriots now <laughs> schmidt i need you to make another perception check eight eight all right yes you just outside the hotel um you see a police officer and a majestic beautiful arcanine that's very similar to the one that uh you saved from the the thief's hideout um Did we have heard like confirm it was an arcanine well i described it as such but it, you, yes it's an arcanine okay um it's a police arcanine standing around someone and two people one of them you recognize because you identified them before it's morty and he is very visibly upset he's a mixture of sadness and rage because one of his pokemon was one of the ones that was stolen and you recognize him because you're also from johto he is joined by someone who you don't know who it is it's a woman who has like explosive, huge red hair that kind of spans out in all directions like a maple leaf. She has like an air about her, like she's very important. 
and they're having some sort of quiet conversation and they're and the police are kind of escorting morty out of the area you see a very stressed out uh, cindy a very stressed out gimli and uh elodie holding a tray of cookies and a map all kind of gathering outside the hotel <laughs> i'd be chilling i'm not freaking out yeah i'm chill. i got cookies oh my god <laughs> oh, charisma the party reunites i can't uh, in things. So, so has anyone noticed that there's like people missing schmidt communicates gym bad challenge okay and he's like, we got to get out of here. I'm I'm going to take on the, the, the league. Oh, Never wow. in my life did I think I'd be a Pokemon trainer, but here I am. Here we are. And as you say that, you see the two Kanto trainers, followed by a Mankey who's going, and like jumping forward, like with each step very excitedly. The Kanto trainers, in a very typical Kanto fashion, are just so spearheaded and simple. And they're just like, two, four, three, two, four, three. And they're just going marching on to route 121. You've all gathered, and there's six cookies. I don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, I know um, you all just went through a lot. Um, does anyone want a cookie? Cindy takes a cookie and quietly munches on it with like a pouty face. Great. Doesn't else to do. I'm all right, love. Thank you, though. Uh, what kind of cookies? They're chocolate chip. Chocolate is bad for my complexion. Of course. <laughs> you know, you made me chirp. I'll give you the first inspiration of the campaign. What? For that? Yeah, it's hilarious. Okay. It's role playing in character, and that's what I asked for. Yeah, so thank you. Like, what kind of those? <laughs> and it's also absurd because it's like it's a cookie. Like, come on, dude. Like cookies are bad for my complex. What do we like to do? Yeah, why are we going? <laughs> uh I'm following those kids to Fortree. Mm. Pablo can come or not, but no, sorry, not I later have losers. Nothing else to do. <laughs> uh, where's the direction of my grandparents' house? So I feel like even though they, it seemed like they got taken, mm-hmm. I might still want to check their farm, see if they're here. That's um, um other side of the mountain, right? Yeah. So geographically, I wouldn't know that, but no, yeah, but but you're you're using good logic. Geographically, the farm is very close. Physically. And considering this terrorist attack, you're not really sure the logistics of getting there. You can go by sea and get there in like less than a day. Easy. Just be a couple hours trip. Um, We can't go by sea. Right. Or at least at the moment. Um, If you went by foot, it would be probably about a week. Because you you, you have to go Route 121. You have to go through the jungle, go to Fortree, go south. And then you'll be at the crux of between Mauville, Fortree, and your grandparents' farm. Okay. So I guess I'll go with them if... Since I would know <laughs> that that's how you'd have to get there on foot. I, I'm assuming that you would actually look at Elodie's simple map. Yeah, I do be having this map. Okay. So, yeah, it, it spells out to you that you take Route 121, and Route 21, 121 goes to one of the longest routes, which is 120, leads up to Fortree, loops around, and then that is probably the by land, that's how you get back to your grandparents. And you're also very close to Model at this point, which, as the map indicates, is the capital of the Hoenn region. Kay notices that you've all gathered and he says, it looks like you're going on an adventure. Don't forget if you want to stock up, up on some goods. There's no place better than Kmart. And Pablo goes, <laughs> cookies in uh, hand. Uh-huh. Uh, they are tasty and sweet. And sometimes the corners are like a little burnt because Pablo is in fact a Pichu and not a baker. But you know what? They're made <laughs> with love. And that's what matters. You, you once again find yourselves for the third time 
on the only accessible path out of Lily Cove, which is Route 121. The hop-up that yep. you saw in the sky, and remember, like, not that much time has passed. So, like, 30 minutes ago, you saw a bunch of hop-up flying around. Um, they're no longer flying around. There's a bunch of people in Pokemon that are milling about. It appears to be a bunch of people who were escaping the chaos, as well as people who are not at the festival who are coming eastward to determine what was happening. So, you are able to walk through the route without running into any grass. However... You were given five premier balls. You are on a journey. If you'd like, you can always check that out. Or not, you can just move past it. There's some areas of interest. There's a dock that leads south, and then there's a safari zone up at the north. I feel like Cindy would go into the grass. Sure, yeah, there's definitely a little commotion in a nearby patch of grass. 20. 20? 20. There's some rustling in the grass, and you look at the grass, and there isn't a Pokemon there. Uh, what you do see is, like, a rock, and it's just kind of sliding on the ground, and there's a little goop trail behind it. And you're looking at this thing, and you're trying to... What is this? What do you do? Poke it. Poke it? It kind of... It, you poke it, and it stops moving, and it seems like a little extra goopy, and you hear, like, a little... sound, and it stops moving. I don't know. Do I... Fight it to catch it? Like, I don't know what it is. You can do whatever you want. Uh, you could try and lift the rock. You could try and speak to it. You could just smack it. Smack it. Just smack it. little buddy. So, is that what you say to it? Yeah. Roll a Pokemon handling. Never in my life did I think diplomacy <laughs> would be how we would capture Pokemon. <laughs> I've seen the entire first season of Pokemon, so... Oh, I guess so, yeah. 14, 15, 16? You see the rock kind of get set down on its side away from you, so it tilts up at kind of like a 90 degree angle, and a little purple blob with like adorable little green cheeks looks up at you and goes, Bleh! and it shoots a bubble in your face. It's not a painful bubble, but it's just a little watery, goopy bubble. Slides up to your face and pop, like that, and then it falls back under the rock. I want it. How do I catch it? <laughs> Uh, you could do it several different ways. You could try and talk to it and persuade it. You could maybe give it something that it wants. You could just try and throw a ball at it. You could do whatever you want, really. Okay. So I feel like I'd probably be munching on my cookie really slowly because of the nervous energy of like not knowing where my grandparents are. So I offer some of my cookie. Okay. To my goopy friend. Yeah. Give me another roll for persuasion. 3020 for persuasion. 30-20. Yeah, this little pile of, of goop. Sees the, the cooking goes blah and opens its mouth and just takes it from your hand in one bite and it leaves some goop on, on your hand. Um and it chews and goes dap, 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 and it looks so delighted. Do you wanna be friends? One more Pokemon handling check. Seventeen. That's one point higher than the full health catch DC. You hold out your Pokeball. This little pile of sludge is like, is there more cookies in there? And bops its face against the center of the premiere ball, and you have caught yourself a Goomy. He's so cute! <laughs> Do you, you gonna name it? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Cookie! You see cookie? Aww. That's really cute. That is um, super cute. Your your new entourage kind of just like witnessed you just charm a dragon type into being your friend with a cookie. 
how do you respond? Do you like proudly share that? Like, look what I did. Or do you just kind of keep it a secret or like, do you send it out and say, everyone meet my new friend or what's your, what's your play here? Um, I probably would walk out and be like, that was easy. I made a friend. What'd you get? A cookie. A a cookie. It is likely that Cindy would not know what it is and that Elodie would. I'm assuming that Elodie would inform Cindy of what. Cindy not have a Pokedex? Pokedexes are expensive and yeah, you don't have them, but you you do have regional knowledge. So while this is happening, you see um, two two young trainers. They look like ace trainers. They're two, two ladies in their late teens, maybe early 20s. One has blonde hair, one has black hair. And they have sporty little trainer hats on and they're, they're kind of marching on. They're like, ah, this place was a bust. Let's go back to Fortree. And the blonde haired one says, yeah, I, I guess we missed all the fun, huh? I'm going to go to the right of learning and hopefully teach my buddy here some new moves. And she has a little green and yellow dog that goes ruff, ruff, ruff. and she's like, hey, that's right, buddy. I'm thinking about maybe we can teach you fire fane or something. And the dog barks in glee and they continue marching down the route. Um, you are now like a quarter of the way through the route. Um, you're pretty close to the dock. You're pretty close to the safari zone. Who wants to do what? Mitt um, runs up to the ace trainers and starts hitting on them. Hitting on them? What do you say? Uh, shit, I'm bad at this in real life. It's all good. <laughs> you can take your Just time. Look up pickup lines. It's fine. You know what? Actually, roll first. Roll charisma roll first. Roll for pickup line. Yeah, because roll then, for pickup line. Because that'll help you determine like what you say. Nine. You go up to these two, two, two girls who admittedly look really cute and really strong. Like they, they seem great. And oh, yeah. you stumble up to them and you go, oh, hey, ladies. And uh, they kind of turn it and they're like, buzz off. And they keep marching down the route. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> Smooth. Maybe it's the shirt button. I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. Ladies love the shirt button when they can see a little chest. All right. Is this Jacob or is this Schmidt saying this? That's, that's Schmidt. <laughs> okay. <laughs> to, to the ominous voice in the sky telling him about the shirt button. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, ladies love the shirt button. Mysterious voice dictating the story. Schmidt like gets a nosebleed and looks up to the sky and is like, what? How did you know? <laughs> Just kidding. Retroactive. That didn't happen. I think we keep on keeping on, right? Sure. I need Elodie to make a dexterity check. I got a six. You got a six? Uh, mm-hmm. Elodie, you trip. No, no. And you drop the cookies. No! Um, Please! The cookies! They're fine, but they're just on the ground, you know? And oh. uh, Cabbage makes a coup, like, no, are you okay? Uh, yeah. Cabbage doesn't say that, but it sounds like it. It's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but just gained the ability to speak. Yeah, yeah, temporarily to check on you. Yeah, I'm just like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good, everybody. Uh, but we lost the cookies. Oh god. As good. they just slow us down, anyways. As the cookies <laughs> slow you down. Yes, that's it excellent. That's hilarious. Um, as as your milsery floats up to check on you, it gets sucker punched. <laughs> Whatever you tripped on <laughs> is now upset that you tripped on <laughs> it. Um, oh no. There's sucker punch. It gets sucker punched with a little claw in the back of the head. Um <laughs> let me see. Dealing just five damage. Oh, okay. Is that um, cut down for resistance? 
Is it, it actually a sucker punch? It's not punch? actually a sucker punch. I'm just describing oh, okay. it. It's, oh, okay. it's a more oh, simple okay. attack. But, um, okay. And <laughs> there's like... a angry little brown bug. You seem to have disturbed its little hiding hole. It has long whiskers, and it has its wings open. It's flaring them. It's hissing at you. Oh, I'm 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 sorry. Uh, I didn't I didn't mean to trip on you. You want a cookie? <laughs> Dustering to the cookies <laughs> on the ground. Do a either persuasion or Pokemon handling. You probably want to do persuasion. Twelve plus eight. That's a dirty twenty. This this little <laughs> bug of the ground turns around and like looks at its hidey hole that you tripped on, and then it looks at the cookies. And it stops fluttering its wings in a menacing way, and it just kind of pop, 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 just kind of waddles over to the cookies. And there's um, what there's like three of them on the ground, right? Because of yeah, how many there are three are left. And um, mm-hmm. starts munching on one, and it is loving it, just having such a great time. If you really yeah, can I try it. and investigate what it is? Yeah, go for it. Why are my rolls so high today? That is a uh twenty-one with a twenty-one. You don't actually know what it is. You know it's a bug type. Uh, but your friend Cindy keeps up and says, oh, I know. That's, that's an Enkeda. I thought Cindy wouldn't peep up. She'd be, like, hiding behind somebody, like, that's an Enkeda, because she doesn't like bugs. Okay, perfect. Enkeda, that's gross. I think I'm just going to uh, leave this guy be. Cool. Um, no offense to the Enkeda. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Enkeda's very offended. So does everyone um, step around this Nikita on the ground that's eating your cookies? Yeah. Okay. I think so, yeah. You, see, you find uh, another pair of people. Um, this one seems to be like a father and son. Ooh. And they're, they're walking in the same direction that you are. They're taking a break under some berry trees. And the father said, I- I'm sorry, I didn't know you needed at least one badge to try out the safari zone. And the kid says, yeah, that makes sense. There's there's some pretty tough Pokemon in there. Um, and then he says, I don't want to go all the way back to Fortree, Dad. Rep 120 is so hot right now. And the father says, I, I wish I could explain that. Uh, it's-, it's supposed to be the rainiest route in the region. And during the summer months, it's just raining for, for months. And so they so the kid says. Yeah, let's just sit down here and hopefully it cools off soon. Huh. So we're mm. are we all embarking onto the next route? New route one twenty. <laughs> we're I'm going. Down. I'm down. We're Man, going. We're I'm not down. wasting any time. We're mobbing. No, we got No, we're moving. Um, Schmidt, like in his mind, is like focusing on the gym challenge, mm-hmm. and he's like, I don't need any other Pokemon. Literal ten year olds do this all the time. Yeah, fair. <laughs> I'm going to be fine. Literal ten year olds. So we embark on route onto route 20. Um, this is a route that Cindy recognizes because, um, you know, she's been here before. Bit of a vagabond. She recognizes as one of traditionally the most torrentially rainforest jungle routes out of all of Hoenn. Um, it happens to be in the midst of a dramatic heat wave. It hasn't rained for weeks and native Pokemon and people are gathered around the few remaining ponds and rivers to try and cool down. Um, Pokemon who typically feud over territory are setting aside their differences to share a seat in the creek. As you're walking up, um, you see a kind of a, a split in the path 
and there's a sign that says Route 120, and appended to the sign, someone has posted a note, and uh, it's laminated, and it says, Wanted. Any credible research regarding spontaneous drought on Route 120? Reward for those with information. Offering cash compensation for allowing us to study Pokemon recently captured on Route 120. <gasps> Hoenn Weather Ooh. Institute, Route 119. Hmm. You pull in from the east. There's two paths. Um, there's one to the left. There's like a little ramp that goes up the hill. Um, seems like there's some berry trees around. There's a bunch of Pokemon that are like hanging out in a, a, what used to be a lake, which is now a puddle. And then there's a path straight ahead. And it seems really exposed and open. There is a riverbed that runs alongside of it, but the river isn't really running. Um, the path on the left that goes uphill seems to be shrouded with a lot of trees. And the path on the right seems to be very, very open. I feel like Cindy would know how to like properly harvest berries and would want to show us like before you touch anything and kind of show them how it's done. Okay, sure. Best way. However that is. Yeah, I'm not going to make you roll for that because this is just true. This is just something that you do. Gimli, how do you do you pay attention to this? Yes. Roll intelligence. 19. Yeah. Actually, 18. Because I might as well, but that's fine. You absorb that information. You manage to find five delicious berries from nice. this little berry tree that is overlooking this pond. Mm-hmm. Um, thankfully, you have Cindy with you. So Cindy will have no problem identifying that three of them are orange berries. One of them is a rost berry. One of them is a petcha berry. I feel like as a fire type trainer, I'd probably want to see if there are any fire type Pokemon on the route, because if I could get some money for some tests done on a new friend. Uh... <laughs> sure. Yeah, absolutely. Roll me a D100. The first one, I got a nine. And the second one, I got a five. So that would be interpreted as a 95. You're just kind of looking around for Pokemon. You're like, I bet there's a fire type here. As you kind of like tilt your gaze over the horizon, you don't notice as you get bonked into just straight up stampeded by a, a small dark little lizard running across the ground and it bolts right past you and it jumps right up to cabbage and it is flicking oh no. its tongue out of its mouth oh no. and it is so eager and excited it seems to have been stimulated by um, cabbage's natural sweet scent you're face to face with a hungry lizard who wants to eat cabbage i'm grabbing cabbage <laughs> out of the air and holding yeah. it close to me <laughs> um the lizard is not a fan of this and it hisses at you it seems to be beckoning you for combat i'll send out Soli because i kind of started this <laughs> okay Soli enters combat um roll a d20 and anyone else who wants to fight roll a d20 right now i have to say i think that cabbage is implied unless you want to return her to her pokeball yeah that that's cool we'll, we'll okay uh, we'll deal with that great up first is this little dark lizard it is clawing to get at cabbage because it just smells so tasty it goes for a claw looking attack does a 13 hit cabbage? Uh, no. Yeah, as this thing jumps up in the air and tries to, to scratch at cabbage, you manage to pull cabbage out of the range and it gets back on the ground. It stands up on its hind legs and goes <laughs> at you because it really wants to eat Elodie and cabbage. I'd be like, dude, why do you keep trying to eat my cabbage? We're going to sweet scent it. So I think it has to make a charisma save. Mm-hmm. It gets a six. The next Pokemon to attack it has advantage to hit or disadvantage or the this Pokemon unidentified has disadvantage to make saves um and that is your action i think it's a salandit or whatever i know that like it we're i'm presuming so if i hit it with a fire move i might not kill it Mm -hmm. so i'm gonna ember okay or solely's gonna ember you have advantage so you can roll twice and take the higher number does the current weather condition affect that as well i don't know does it 
I don't know. I just saw her sunlight, right? Okay. Well, I got a six. I'm not a nerd figured out for stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just asking questions. Um, strength or dex? I ain't even here. Nope. All right. So I got a, I got a six. A six? To hit. to hit? With advantage? Yes. I got a six and a two. No. <laughs> That's terrible. Yeah, Soli yes, lets out a little a little gout of ember. Um, it seems to burn brighter than usual. It seems to be, you know, a, a little more potent than it typically is. But uh, this little lizard, presumed Salandit, dodges out of the way and lets out a hiss, and it realizes now it has two targets, but one of them doesn't look quite as tasty. Um, it is going to aggro the one who recently attacked it, and it's going to exude a purple smoke out of its flank. It's going to request that Soli make a constitution save. I got a two. You got a two. Solo, you're poisoned. No! Oh, no. So you have disadvantage on all of your stuff. So at the end of its each of its turns, it'll take two damage. That was excellent for our Salandit friend. Um, Elodie, what do you do? <laughs> it's getting personal now. We're going we're gonna to have to move on to the tackle now. Bringing out the big guns. There we go for it. 18. Yeah, that hits. Yeah, this Salandit takes big hit from the very sweet Sweet smelling Elodie. Not Elodie. Cabbage. <laughs> I just punch it. Uh, yeah. I'm just I mean, kidding. I don't. Okay. 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 Yeah. Ca- Cabbage looks at this thing that's trying to eat it, catches it a little bit by surprise, gives it a big old smack with his body, and takes a little bit of damage. Looks like it's getting a little annoyed. It is back to Soli's turn. Who's not poisoned? I guess we'll try an ember again. 16. Despite the poison, Soli manages to pull through. What's out a nice little gout of flame? Um, it seems like the Salandit doesn't necessarily mind the, this type of damage that it's taking. However, all this heat kind of makes it feel a little bit worse. The Salandit is starting to realize that perhaps it, this meal isn't worth the trouble. Um, Soli takes two points of poison damage. And Salandit turns tail, starts to run. That is its action. And it's gone. So then it goes to Elodie. I mean, it's not gone, but it's, oh. it's trying to leave. So it like didn't like succeed in weaving. It's just trying to. It has a certain move speed, and it's not out of your range. Trainers who are also not oh. in the battle, you're welcome to interject and like say something. I was something about to say or... like, would is, is the Salandit which direction is it running? It's running north. Is it like running away from us or? Yeah. So you came over from the west and you're starting to head north, and this thing came from the north and is running back north. I will try to bowl Roggenrola in front of its escape path. All right. <laughs> that's going to be a dexterity from Gimli. It is in my lore that we do bowl. Yeah, you can add your proficiency bonus. Actually, you're bowling. Do advantage. Roll twice. I love that lore. That's good lore. Uh, I got a 12. 12. Um, that is sufficient to distract the Salandit. Mm-hmm. It's still trying to get away. It doesn't stop in its tracks, but it's a little right. startled. It's like, why did this rock just roll in front of me? <laughs> It's, it's still mobbing. The next time it has its turn, it will be gone. I'll jump in this initiative. Yeah. We're just going to throw you in because uh, we're not going to roll okay. because if it gets back to its turn, it's gone. So you can just do whatever you want. I'm going to smack him with an aerial ace. All right. Um, oh, that doesn't miss. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Roll, roll the damage. That's a four. Great. Yeah. This thing is bloodied so to speak it's not actually bleeding but it is oozing like a little purple liquid and it's got fumes coming out of it um they smell oddly sweet having some trouble it's still trying to get away it seems like it might be able to we got one more action no, okay throw it 
A nine. You throw the ball, deanimizing laser catches this little slant. He's trying to make a getaway. The the aerial ace from Quacko seem to stop it a little bit. Um, the laser pulls in the slant it, and the Pokeball drops to the ground. It shakes once. It shakes twice. And it dings close. You caught yourself a slant it. You oh, met the DC exactly. Um, it has 4 HP. And I need you to flip a coin. I go up to Quacko. For like uh, a high five. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Quacko MVP. You go for a high five? Yeah. You can roll for dex if you want, but you don't have to. Sick, sick. I want to roll for a high five. Okay. You can roll both <laughs> of your characters. Uh, Cindy, your Salandit is female. Woohoo! Okay. What Does that have an effect? Shows you how much I know about Pokemon. It does. Uh, males cannot evolve. Oh. What'd you get for your high five check? Um... Well, Quacko crit and Schmidt get a 14. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> crit high five. Let's go. Greatest high um, five he's ever delivered. Do you have an idea? Can I get like $3 from it, like Mario Party. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, did you have an idea of how to, dis- like, do you want to describe it? Uh, just like jumping high five. I think webbed feet is funny while he's flying. Sure. Like just high five the feet. Yeah. You do that. And it is awesome. Quacko's webbed feet have a. They're designed for, like, paddling in a pond, right? So when they connect with your hand, they let out a really resonant snap, and it kind of echoes throughout the route. It's pretty epic. Dang. The snap seems to turn... Since you all just got this huge auditory information, you seem to notice in return... Maybe it's been happening this whole time. Maybe you just noticed it because of the snap. But a little ways off down the route, you hear what sounds like someone's shouting in rhythm. And after they shout, there's a little clap. They're like, oh, dude, we got to check that out. <laughs> Are you running up there? I need to. Um, oh, yeah, I'm going. Heal for a second. Uh, OK, you can. I mean. Yeah, I, I would ask very sweetly for the the berry that heals the poisoning for solely. And usually I make you roll, but this is the kind of thing where it's like your thief making a self check. It's like, all right, like whatever. Um, yeah. So, yeah, you find the Pecha Berry. And uh, Gimli can remove it from his inventory and feed Absolutely. it to Soli. And Soli's cured of poison. Still has all of its damage, though. Um, you have three Pokemon, Cindy. That's pretty cool. You're pretty strong. Uh, anyways, so what you see is a guy. He's probably in his late teens, early 20s, like a lot of these trainers are. Um, he's not wearing a shirt. Kind of <laughs> slim, kind of muscular. He's got like blue green hair and it's spiked up. It's almost like it's gelled up, but it's probably just his sweat. And he's standing like a power pose. His legs are spread oh apart. He's wearing God. shorts and he's he's got his fists out and he punches <sighs> one of them out and then he retracts and he punches the other one out. And as he's doing that, he's saying like power, go fight, win, power, power. He's saying power a lot, but he's saying a lot of words of affirmation. He's like pride, success power victory and he's like and he's like punching the air in front of him and as he's doing that there's two serpentine creatures they're blue and they have cute little horns on their heads and they're smacking their tails against trees there's like these two trees in front of him and it's almost like this guy is punching in the direction of the trees and his little blue snakes are smacking their tails against the trees and in between when he says like power fight the snake goes like and they're like doing it and it's like a call and response like it's almost musical like you could you could dance to it and it seems like they're undergoing some sort of some sort of training uh, i'm gonna just be like uh hello what what are we, what are you doing 
Okay. I'm going to grab Elodie and be like, he looks very busy. Let's keep going. Soli's probably next to Cindy, like dancing, because Soli's still out vibing. So he notices the commotion, but he turns his head, but he's still like, he's pumping his fists out, but he isn't. He's just looking at you, but he just stops saying power, force, feel it, power. Yes. Nice. And then he turns to you and he says, can I help you with something? And he keeps punching. And then his, his little blue snake's like, meh, meh. He says, does one dare to challenge me, the infallible Vince in Pokemon combat? And he keeps no, no, punching. No, 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 no. We're just passing through. You, you, you keep doing what you're doing, bud. You're doing a great job. All right. You're doing great, sweetie. The infallible Vince. And he, he, he turns his head and he is now looking back forwards to his blue snakes. But he says, I, I assume you are heading up to the to Fortree City gym. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All the way up. And then he, he turns back at you and he gives you a wink directed at Schmidt. And he says, I'll see you there. And then he <laughs> and then he turns back towards his, his blue snakes and he says, power, fight, force, pride. And then the, the snakes are like, bah, bah, and they're like just destroying trees like <laughs> just. Just deforestation. They're they're covered in sweat, and they're just they're just doing that. Um, are you taking the the shadowed jungly path, or are you taking the exposed riverbank path? Like cramped is the foresty path. It's a little cramped. It, the, the the trees aren't quite as full of life because it hasn't rained in months. Um, so they're mm. kind of drooped over. You'd walk like two by two down a path that is just lush jungle. You could just like enter the jungle to walk, but you would have reduced movement and it would take a while. And there's a bunch of brambles and stuff. OK, would Quacko have a hard time flying around? Yeah, it's it's wooded and there's a bunch of stuff that's dangling and falling because all the trees are dying. I vote we take the river path because I don't want to oh. get jumped again. Right. But do you think the heat will affect us? I don't want to get jumped again. I don't personally no, you see, if okay everyone just eat. unbuttons their shirt one button, like it'll cool you off. And we'll be... <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm used to it. It's fine. I'm just worried about the ladies. Um, one of them's a fire trainer, so I think she's fine. All That's right, fair. we can take really the like fire. Minute, okay. um, <laughs> she makes like a face at him. Hmm. Sticks her tongue out because she's very immature. So I guess the river path then it is decision making via role playing. I love it. Good job, guys. Um, <laughs> so again, the riverbank, the river is mostly dried up. It's just a little creek, and you see all sorts of um, Pokemon that are have want nothing to do with you. They're just trying to sit in or drink the little bit of remaining water that's left. As you walk down the path, you're greeted by a big wooden bridge. It's a sturdy bridge. It's not like a threatening bridge, but right before it. There's a woman, another woman who's in her early 20s. She has long pink hair. It's tied back in a ponytail and it's tucked into a black sports cap. Um, And she is dressed for like adventuring. Like she looks very comfortable. She's got like a tank top. She's got cargo shorts and she's being pestered by what looks like just floating clouds. Uh, She is just like, no, stop. No, get away. What are you doing? And there's just three little floating clouds that are chirping and going and they're pecking at her. What do you do? A damsel in distress. Can we help you, ma'am? <laughs> she says, uh, yes, do something. Please help. Schmidt immediately takes action. Awesome. He doesn't he doesn't even stop to like ask if she's okay. Well, what does Schmidt do? I'm gonna smack it with an aerial ace, but the one that's closest to her. That's like bothering her. Sure. Yeah. There's three of them, but you chose you choose the one that is currently like poking at her face. And you go for an aerial ace, roll your damage. Could I, like, as a non-combat thing, use like aromatic mist or sweet scent as a like way to like lure them away or something absolutely 
I'm, we're gonna treat this as like a skill challenge, so roll like a performance. That's seven oh, damage. Sick. We're so good at performance. You did seven damage. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And eleven. It seems to draw the attention of of one of of these cloud birds, and uh, yeah, and the one that was swatted by um, Quacko's leak seems to be trying to fly away. Mysterious trainer is still being pestered by one bird. She's saying, "Stop! Get out! Why are you doing this?" To be clear, there is one bird that is fleeing. There is one bird that who has its attention drawn to cabbage. And then there's one bird that is still bothering this trainer. Schmidt wanting to make a good impression on the lady. He's just going to YOLO a Pokeball at it. OK, like I'm going to catch this first try. OK, yeah, go for it. Roll a d20. That's an eight. An eight. Yeah. Is there works. any modifiers on yeah, it? Yeah, you're, you're um. I have a hidden one based on HP, but also your Pokemon handling, which you should be proficient in naturally. So you get a plus two. Yeah, you throw yeah, the ball. Yeah, so 11. You throw your one of your premier balls, but sure to erase it off your sheet. It The deanimizing laser catches the cloud that you had injured with Quacko, with Aerialize. Um, it falls to the ground, shakes once, shakes twice, and it clinks shut. You've got yourself a Swablu. Okay, and then there's just still one more. Little cloud bird. Yeah, I will say I'm going to sand attack that one to try to like knock it away a little bit. Uh, the little bird got a 19. Okay. So it's not affected and it starts. Um, it looks like it's trying to take off this woman's hat. Her her pink hair is all frazzled now because all these little bird pecks and it's trying to like pull the hat off and she's saying, no, stop. Uh, this is a skill challenge. So we have one more person who hasn't done anything. So Cindy. This one's kind okay. of on you. Yeah, I guess we're going to ember. All right. Uh, you're going to ember the target that's in front of her face? Yes. Okay. Oh Roll me dex. <laughs> I got a four. You singe this kind young lady's cheek. A little bit of fire. Oh, no. um, she says, oh, why did you do that? And she just kind of flails. And, and she as she goes to like kind of give pressure to her cheek, she, she swats the last swab blue. And it flies off and she's saying, ow, and she's petting her cheek. I was just going to say, is the Swablu still like by cabbage in me? I'm sorry. Yeah. So one is captured. One is trying to fly away. And one of them is just entranced with cabbage. If I used like sweet scent on it, like as an actual move, would that give me like advantage on like a like a, a catch roll? Totally. Okay. Then I'm going to do that. Okay. What's the save? charisma and it's 12 all right it works this little bird got a seven it is so it's almost high on the sense that um <laughs> what scent did cabbage pick for the sweet scent what's it smell like oh um that's a good question uh blueberry blueberry yeah let's go with that because they're blue they probably like that's how things work, right? No, it totally is how things like work. Blueberries? Yeah, so everyone notices this delightful little blueberry scent emanating from this floating ball of milk, but this particular Swablu is totally entranced by it. Um, if you intend to throw a Pokeball, you can. Cool. So I roll a d20 for that? Mm-hmm. Roll two d20s because you have advantage because you sweet scent it. Oh, right. Okay. Well, I rolled a 17 on the first one and one on the other one. Oh, let's go. Um, so. You throw your Pokeball. And it gets caught in the deanimizing laser and it doesn't even shake. It just clinks shut. And you also have caught yourself a Swablu. Very nice. Um, now that the threat is all gone, the last Swablu has, has flown off. Um, you all get to kind of reassess this person you just helped. 
she she has a look of gratitude on her face, but she's also kind of like, I'm burnt. This kind of sucks. As you get a good look at her face, you see that she has freckles that frame her intensely blue eyes. Expedition outfits, her cargo shorts have all sorts of like they must be full of stuff because she's you know, there's like a water bottle sticking out of the back pocket. Um, looks like she's got two Pokeballs on her belt. One is a dusk ball and one is a ball that you've never seen before. Um, and she says, well, thanks, I, I guess. I don't know why they were acting up, but <laughs> I'm really gl- grateful you came around. I, I have a Pokemon on me, but he's not one for the heat. Smith's just like holding the Pokeball. He's like, I caught a Pokemon. I've never got a Pokemon before in my <laughs> life. <laughs> she says, well, well, thanks for your help. Um, my name is... Uh, well, my name's Symmetra, but my friends call me Sam. Um, what what are you all doing here? Um, we're on our way to the Fortree City Gym. Uh, what are you, what are you doing out here? Oh yeah, I I just came from there. Um, I'm I'm out here uh, trying to figure out what's what's going on with this heat wave. I I describe myself as a, as a bit of a problem solver, and I can't really say no to adventures like this. So I came down here, and I, I guess I got too close to the Swablu's nest or something. I I think all these all these Pokemon are aggravated from the heat. And she takes out a notebook and she, she starts scribbling some notes. She says, have you noticed anything strange on besides in the heat? And have the Pokemon been acting strange? My Pokemon was attacked by a Salandit. Uh, so that was unfortunate. She says, oh no, I didn't even know Salandit were in this, in this region. I'm, uh, the d- diversity here blows me away. And then she, mm. she looks up from her notebook and she says, I'm, I'm from Sinnoh, but I moved to Mobile for work. And now I'm just kind of exploring the region. She, she reaches into her pocket and she pulls out some, some sort of uh, blue ointment and she puts it on her mm. cheek. She slaps it on. Um, mm. She says, so you're on your way to challenge the gym. Are you going to the ride of learning? Are you going to go to that old witch's hut? What's your plan? Yeah, there's a wait. There's a witch's hut. No, 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 no. She laughs and she says she's obviously not a witch, but the locals like to make rumors about her. They say that she's the reason why there's this drought, but I haven't met her. I've seen her house. It's it's not like the other houses in Fortree, but I'm sure she's a good lady. I kind of want to talk to her, actually. It's like, well, maybe she knows something about the yeah um, sam says yeah you know maybe she does uh, i just thought yeah. i'd check it out for myself and i'm I, I i found some some cool things i've taken some good notes i have some theories but i'm not quite sure with exactly what's going on quite yet mm. um she says so i i take it you're all trainers i, I see you all pokemon with you uh i guess she yeah. says let me introduce well, you to like, an excited child is like i just caught a swablu <laughs> <laughs> She she says, if you if you all like Pokemon, let me introduce you to my friend. And she grabs her dusk ball and she sends out this little bipedal weasel. Um, it has a little pink hairdo on its ear that is the same color as her pink hair. And she says, this here's Frostbite. And uh, Frostbite looks at you and goes, Mleh! and it seems like a pretty happy little Pokemon. And then it realizes how freaking hot it is and that it t- yeah. starts to sulk. And then she says, yeah, that's why I didn't have you battle these Swablu. And she says, yeah. come back, buddy. <laughs> she gestures to her belt and she has another Pokeball. You've never seen that design before. And she says, uh, I-, I have another Pokemon, too, but he- he's a bit ornery and doesn't always help me out if he doesn't think it's a good challenge. So most of the time he just stays in his ball and meditates. Um, she says, if you're on, on your way to Fortree, uh, this route's kind of dangerous. I'd be happy to accompany you there. That'd well, I, I would be happy with that. Yeah, that'd be great. Great. Let's go. And you uh, you walk across the bridge and you can see off in the distance a sign that says Fortree City. You have to navigate through some tall, dry grasses. And whoever is leading is going to have to roll a d20. Six. 
you aren't ambushed by any Pokemon, thankfully. You know that there's a lot of activity. Mm -hmm. In a, on a decayed tree branch off to the side, you do see a little green bird who's taking a nap. Sam, aka Symmetra, but prefers to go by Sam, looks over at it and says, Oh, isn't that cute? And she draws she pulls out her notebook and starts drawing a little picture really quick. Just a quick little sketch. What was the description of it's it again? A little round green bird taking a nap. Oh, right, right, right. Which is favorite Pokemon, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and someone named Sam with a notebook who's drawing things. Okay. Wait, what? Is that supposed to be a thing? Well, it's just like, I don't know. Professor Oak, like young Professor Oak in the Celebi movie. The Sam. Yeah, everybody yeah, knows I was, that I was Sam definitely, famously has pink hair. I was definitely thinking about that. <laughs> that's scary. Uh, I didn't even realize that. That's that's smart. I guess his name's Samuel, huh? Yeah. Yeah. That's how Samuel Oak. This this character, she says, yeah, so my, my birth name is Symmetra, S-I-M-E-T-R-A, but it's a bit of a mouthful. So most of my friends just call me Sam, but if you can call me that, that's fine. Mm -hmm. Any interactions with this bird? We're we just going to move on. He's, he's, just, he's just chilling. Yeah, I'm good. He's just chilling. Okay, great. Sam navigates you out of the tall grass and mm -hmm. you enter Four Tree City. Welcome. Mm -hmm. This is a really neat place. It is it's still very hot, but it seems cooled off a little bit because there's just so much shade here. There's all sorts of conifers sticking out of the ground. Um, you see a host of buildings. You see a Pokemon Center. You see a Pokemon Mart. You see a bunch of houses and you see a big building in the center of town, which you can only assume is a gym. Interestingly, all these buildings I just described are in trees. There seems to be like the whole city is on an elevated walkway, like in the treetops. You climb up a ladder and then everything is in the sky. One of the residential houses is made of a darker wood from all of the other houses. It seems like there's people milling about, running errands, doing their business. It's about, you know, two o'clock. And Sam gestures and she's like, welcome. I'm assuming this is most of your first time here. Um, she I says everywhere. So Cindy's like, yeah, now I know all about this. She says, yeah, if you if any of you are going to take on the, the Hoenn League challenge, um, you'll have to stop in the gym and pick up your trainer's license first. Uh, just be aware that they have a really strict policy that if one of you takes the challenge that you can't tell any other trainers about what you saw in the gym until after they've done the challenge. I'm not really sure exactly how it works. I just have my my Sinnoh badges and she pulls out a little case and she has four badges from the Sinnoh region. And she says, I haven't tried the Hoenn challenge yet, but I know they're pretty strict on it. So just keep that in mind when you when you take the challenge can we stop at like the pokemon center first yeah real quick mm, sure. i did take some damage <laughs> absolutely and sam says all right first things first let's get going and she guides you over to the pokemon center uh, you enter and notably really awesome sliding glass doors um they're automatic they, they're unlike all the other doors on these tree houses and you enter and there's a, a, a few trainers milling about and there's a nurse at a stand and she says welcome to the fortree pokemon center how may we help you could i get my 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 milsery healed please Absolutely. And she takes your Pokeball and she says, anyone else like their Pokemon heal? I give her all of mine. I hand her Quacko because Quacko doesn't sit in a Pokeball. Okay. Um, and then I also hand her the Pokeball. I'm like, I just caught this Pokemon today. And she says, that's very great. All right. So you all turn in your Pokemon to the nurse and yep. she says, all right, it looks like we're all here as a group. Uh, what is your group name? <laughs> what? Uh, Guys, what is our group name? name? <laughs> uh... Obviously, the Schmidt pack, right? No, mm, I don't know. I don't, I don't like that. No, <laughs> not a fan. Well, does anyone else have a better idea? 
Schmidt pack it is. We are the Schmidt pack. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, oh, no. The nurse says very well. I'll write that down, and she writes down Schmidt pack on the on the uh, little collection table that you got all your Pokemon on. She says it'll just be a few minutes. Um, feel free to wait in the Pokemon Center or walk about the town, and we will call out the Schmidt pack when we're all healed. Oh, damn it. <laughs> you have a little bit of time to go check something out until your Pokemon are all healed. We can talk to the witch. Nope. 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 Man. The, the witch. Nope, no witch. Gym hey, challenge. I think we time. should check out the witch. Um, we wait for a Pokemon, then gym challenge time. Uh, there's a couple trainers who are in the Pokemon Center. Um, they're a bit younger than you are. They seem like they're like they're teens, but they're like thirteen. Um, mm-hmm. and they they hear Schmidt murmuring the witch. No, 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 no. And one of the kids is like, I know, right? She's so spooky. And then the other kid speaks over. It's like, Come on, have you seen her? She's just an old lady. People are mean to her for no reason. Right, right, Schmidt. No reason yeah. at all. Schmidt, you gonna let some little kid like be braver than you? I mean, she's a witch for a reason. Like, she's gotta be scary. I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't mess with. No, 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 no witch. The the more confident kid looks at you and, and go see the witch. The confident kid looks at <laughs> looks at Schmidt and says, "Are you Schmidt?" Schmidt, um, terrified. I are, are you like? How do you know my name? I, I heard you spouting some nonsense to the nurse when you were turning your Pokemon. Are you you're the Schmidt of the Schmidt pack? Yes, yes, I am. And he just laughs. He just turns around to his friend. <laughs> Those children really, are laughing at you. Yeah, you're gonna really let that kid laugh at you. <laughs> Later, um, the mighty Schmidt. Unlike children, don't have an ego, so <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> like, 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 like. <laughs> Like Farfetch's feathers, because Farfetch'd cannot get wet because water, like how ducks work, is like water just rolls off them. So, like, like, like the Farfetch'd, I am just going to let the insult roll off me, <laughs> and then I walk away dramatically, even though I have nowhere to go. That's can we leave awesome. behind and go to the witch's house? <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> yeah. I I think that's where we'll call it. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Dunsparce and Drampop. If you're enjoying the series, please be sure to follow and check out the links in the description or by visiting linktree slash Dunsparce. That's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Dunsparce. This podcast was heavily inspired by Boarding Party's Pokemon D&D podcast on YouTube, so if you enjoy this content, you should definitely go check them out as well. We'll see you next Tuesday. mermaid towel you asking this to... what the like irl <laughs> oh, okay i was like very confused i was like i don't think k knows what a little mermaid is <laughs> no. he's just like um <laughs> excuse me <laughs>